welcome back to Spirituality Untapped. I'm Melody. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Solis. We want to thank you for being a part of the sisterhood. You guys are the reason we created this space. And if you're new, welcome. You've found your sanctuary. This is where we finally get to be our weirdest, expanded, most authentic selves together. Yes, you're now a part of this radical mission of finally healing your past, unlocking your purpose, and really truly living as your highest self. All right, guys, welcome back to Spirituality on Tap. Today is a little bit different. Um, I don't have my co-host, uh, Michelle. She's off being a badass bitch and managing her, uh, her launch and her program. But today I do have a beautiful and amazing guest. Her name is Grace Gangetino. I'm sorry, did I say that right? Gangetano. Gangetano, god damn. <laughs> it is so tricky and you did great though. You did great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I screw that up, but today I have Grace. And before we go any further than this, we have a big ass disclaimer, guys. We are not doctors. We are not certified in any way besides what we were trained to do which is being your life coach. So everything that we are talking about is merely just experience to tell you guys how we went through it, what we felt. And if you do decide to do something similar, those are the uh, expectations you should have, right? Okay, so again, today I am absolutely blessed and happy to have Grace. She is a Reiki master, a holistic teacher, and basically all around good human being to join us today. Yay! (laughs) What a, honestly, what a dream come true, truly just in so much, so much gratitude for being here and just getting to connect with you and your audience. I'm just, it is my humble pleasure truly to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Ugh, I really do wish Michelle was here because I feel like you guys would hit it off, but maybe in a, like a second episode for another time. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but before we get, uh, before we go forward, um, Grace, go ahead and give your, uh, give an introduction about who you are and what you currently do. I feel like introductions are so hard because people are so multifaceted and we, mm-hmm. I mean, in one lifetime, we can have so many lifetimes. I feel like I've had 20 by now, but I will say, <laughs> you know, where I'm at currently is just, you know, like you said, I'm a Reiki healer. I love that you said a holistic teacher because so much of what I try to do is just share um, holistic education and tools around mm-hmm. living more naturally and organically. Um, you know, I'm a creator, I'm a fashion stylist, um, I'm a cat mom. Yay. I'm, you know, I think I'm just, I'm just grace and all the other facets of me are just, you know, things I've caught on to along the way. So. Mm-hmm. But I think that's beautiful though, because I feel like a lot of people, especially those that are listening on our podcast, they have so many interests and so many wants and desires that people feel like they have to, you know, just focus on one, but in actuality, you can be more than just a coach, a healer, a, a photographer or whatever. You can be just about anything. And, um, if our past, uh, guests have said anything about that, I mean, we had one guest who is a photographer and a fighter. You never think those two things would go together, but they do. And in such a beautiful, harmonious way. So I think that it's absolutely beautiful that you come off as a coach, a model, even, I think you mentioned that you were modeling. So kudos to that and a holistic a teacher and a Reiki master. That's absolutely beautiful. And again, not many people can see that type of combination and it's beautiful to see. So I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I know. I think labels, it's hard to label ourselves. Um, and I, I really do love and respect people who kind of have their elevator pitch, so to mm-hmm. say, of like who they are and what they do, but catch me on a different day and I'm going to be in a different zone. Right. So mm-hmm. it just really depends, you know? So, I mean, today I had my like administrative hat on and I was just working on my newsletter and um, Mm. my email lists and my website, you know, so different than a woo-woo day where I'm just kind of, you know, (laughs) doing moon magic stuff or whatever, you know, just depends. (laughs) And that's okay. That's pretty much what this life is all about is to explore yourself. So 
I'm really excited to explore who Grace is. Let's go in. Let's get in. So (laughs) if you guys don't know, Grace and I actually met through Manifestation Bay, but if you don't know who that is, holy crud, you should probably go back to step one. She's like the entry level to manifestation and all that is the universe. Um, And I pretty much just became friends with Grace out of just because we were in the same group. And as I started seeing her posts and following her on her day to day, it just felt like this person was growing right before your very eyes. And that was a big thing for me because I'm a very logical person, believe it or not. (laughs) And for me, my mindset is still set to if I can see it, view it, whatever, touch it, it's real. But, you know, in manifestation and the universal law, it's you have to believe in it before you can actually see it or see any uh, sign of proof. But with Grace, that wasn't the case. She just admitted this beautiful energy that uh, like that called me in. And I noticed at some points it triggered a few people. But in my head, I'm like, that's good, because then you're going against the grain. You got like this magnetic energy that's pulling both negative and positive, which is law of uh, polarity, guys. You got to learn that one. Um, but Grace, please describe to our audience what your day-to-day is like and really give us a glimpse of what it's like to be you. (laughs) Oh my God. You're so sweet. You were seriously so sweet. And you were such an angel to me. You don't even know, you know, what (laughs) you can meet truly angels through social media. And I just Mm -hmm. remember you and my DMS when I was like in a process and you were just so encouraging. So I think it is also who you meet along the way that helps, Mm -hmm. helps your journey Um, you know, my day to day, honestly, I, I'm a morning person. I I wake up between like four 30 and 6am most days. Um, Mm -hmm. I do work early as well. Cause I'm, I have a part-time gig at a gym. Um, and so really though, how, like the very first thing that I do when I wake up is because I know that that is a prime time to kind of hypnotize yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and get into your subconscious. And so I actually meditate, you know, the first like five or 10 minutes that I wake up Mm -hmm. when my brain is still in that, um, I believe it's theta. And so I kind of have affirmations or I just kind of breathe and try to open up my chakras and just kind of tune in and see if there's any messages for my day. And then I just, I just do my best from there. Pretty much. I just (laughs) try to keep good vibes, but usually if I'm going to work, Um, you know, I'm just, I'm at the gym, I'm front desk and I'm greeting people. And then as soon as I'm done with that, it's, I'm doing my own thing. I'm checking in with my clients, you know, I'm trying to create content and Mm -hmm. educational resources for people, or, you know, if it's my day off, I'll sleep in usually till like six, six (laughs) 30. And then I like to kind of go for a walk in the morning. I love to journal in the morning, like on my mornings off and try to connect with nature as soon as I can Mm -hmm. and get the sunshine, um, early morning. Cause I just know it. It's so, um, it's just filled with such powerful, um, you know, the light beams are chemical and they affect our, our body chemically. So you want to get it in. So I just try to, <laughs> um, really ground myself and just try and right. get inspired first thing in the morning and tune in. And then from there, it just depends if, do I need to work that day? Um, mm-hmm. or do I get to be creative and fun and have a play day with my inner child? Just kind of depends. Um, that's the day <laughs> in a life. <laughs> Dude, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm going to say if, thinking of my old self, I would have loved to have that much activity starting in the morning because a lot of us, <clears throat> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hint, hint, we all like to press, you know, the snooze button on our phones, reset it for like 10 to 15 minutes. I am speaking from experience <laughs> that we like, we like to, you know, sleep in and try to continue sleeping because it's our safe haven. But to be able to start the day off with such a beautiful meditation and intention to set your day is absolutely amazing because guys, how you wake up and how you set yourself really, really kind of um, determines how you're going to face the day. Okay. And you were, and you were talking about your inner child <laughs> a little bit there, weren't you? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, on spirituality on tap, we usually like to ask this as a first question, but I think this is a great follow-up question. What was little grace like growing up and like, how did she become the grace now? Oh my gosh. Young, like younger me it is honestly my icon and my hero and who I just want to be, to be honest. I, 
I truly do so much inner child work because, um, like her characteristics, her qualities, I think Mm -hmm. just life as you start to adult and get older and just, you know, have bills and heartbreak and just, you know, trauma, you know, um, you know, you just kind of disconnect a little bit from that, like purity of, of Mm -hmm. self in a sense. And so, oh my gosh, charismatic, um, over the top, just dancing, putting on plays, um, just, just a people person, just wanting to entertain, like loving, like asking deep questions. Um, so silly, like, just like, I just, like my dad was a comedian in a sense, like he just really funny sense of humor. I think I got my sense of humor from him. So really just the younger me was just a party. She really was a party (laughs) and just a free spirit and so confident and Mm -hmm. so bold. And those are the qualities that I try to take with me in today, like in my, in today's day and age, when it's so Mm -hmm. easy to just kind of compare or, you know, go through self-esteem ups and downs. So younger grace is goals to be honest. Right. I mean, it feels like our younger selves had the most purest and truest intentions for our life. And now we're trying so hard to get it back. Like we fought so hard to become adults. Now we kind of want to revert. Um, does younger grace have a nickname or a name that you like, like to use to describe what yourself, that younger person of yourself? You know, people would call me Gracie mm-hmm. or, or like Gigi. So I, I do, I do go by Gigi and, and, you know, special relationships, people will just call me Gracie, like naturally. And it's always fun to me to see like who those people are because not everyone like chooses that nickname to call me, but, um, both of those were, were some of my favorite names and I still go by them depending on who it is. Oh, it's amazing. I love that. I think my, the nickname that I go with is Mel Mel because it's just that childlike wonder. It's just that childlike wonder. You're like, Oh, I remember the days of me just being me and not having to be somebody else which is absolutely beautiful. Um, when, when you connect to your younger child, uh, do you always, do you have this sense of freedom when you, when you connect to her? Because it sounds like you try to do your best to embody her. And I see that a lot again in your posts and how you interact with yourself. How is younger Grace really embodying older Grace now? That is such a good question. And I want to say when I started this journey, it, it was, it was not easy um, because there was so much trauma that I had suppressed and um, ultimately abandoned my, mm-hmm. you know, my inner child. And it's not just like one inner child. Like we have many ages of, you know, we have many within us. And so mm-hmm. I like literally today I did a meditation where I called in like several, it was like from ages, um, you know, zero to seven because I was doing mm-hmm. this like root chakra meditation. So I literally just kind of called in a room. And I was like, we let's hug it out. Like, let's just do Reiki together. Um, so it's definitely been a journey because when I first started it, I mean, I couldn't even like give myself a hug, you know, it was just really a lot of sadness and like distrust between me and that, that spirit of my inner child. And so it took time to, um, soften that and, you know, so I just want everyone to know that, that it's not always like easy or beautiful or fun but, um, it is truly the most beautiful work to do, to just rebuild that trust with ourselves. And it just started as a hug. It just started (laughs) as, you know, envisioning going for walks with her. And then it got to be more fun and creative and playful. And then now, you know, years later, I've been doing this many, you know, 10 years, you know, so it just, now I can just call upon her and we can go do cartwheels. We can go, you know, I can talk to her and um, she's, you know, I'm asking her for wisdom and it just is this dialogue in this like relationship now, but I did, you know, have to build that. So that is a big part of the journey too. So if that's where some people are at, you know, that is just as, um, honorable and perfect and necessary. And, um, and it just, it, it grows with you. So just take your time with, with it because it, it now, you know, now she's a homie, you know, I can <laughs> not to say, and not to say there won't be other parts of me that I do have mm-hmm. to reconcile with, you know, but thankfully I've developed a lot over time 
you know, to just have a joyful dialogue and just go into that meditative state where it, it really can be so nourishing. And I can just ask, ask her for, for advice. (laughs) I think that's, yeah, that's, and I think that's absolutely beautiful because a lot of people, especially when they're going through their spiritual and healing journey, they want to reconnect with that younger portion of themselves, but they're so afraid of rejection from themselves. And it's guys, as Grace said, it is okay that it's messy. It's meant to be messy, especially if you haven't tapped into your younger self for years like me. Um, I guess here's actually a really good question. How was it like when you first talked to your younger self? What was like the situation and what really drove you to finally be like, okay, we're going to have this conversation. Let's have at it. Mm-hmm. I was going through actually a training because I grew up in a very religious environment. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of kept me stuck in some ways. But then as I kind of had my spiritual awakening and I was ready to just dive in, I was actually going through um, this training to mm-hmm. do kind of like contemplative meditation is kind of what the Christians, you know, the new age Christians were calling it. And so it was this opportunity to go in and, you know, really reconcile with a part of us that had felt abandoned, you know, we're kind of working backwards and triggers. And so, you know, um, I, I started that journey and it, like I said, it really was kind of dark and sad Mm -hmm. because I had never connected with her and so much, you know, as for many of us, so much trauma had happened that I just was in the survival mode. And I think when we're in that mode, we're not realizing like the parts of us were abandoning. And so it really was a lot of honestly, like distance. I could like visualize her, but she just looked so sad. Their space like was very dark. Um, you know, it just was like a big thing I did was just, I said, sorry. I said, I'm so sorry that I abandoned you. I'm so sorry that I haven't been there for you. And now I promise, like, I'm taking the steps to, um, you know, to heal and to, and to keep these promises, like, of, of this growth journey that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I just remember, like, asking, can I have a hug? And slowly we got to that point where, you right. know, could hug each other and she let she let that love in and then wow Mm -hmm. what did that do in my waking life you know what I mean like once she was able to soften a part of me was able to soften once she was able to let love in I was able to let love in more Mm -hmm. and so you know it it, it's so vulnerable and it's so raw and it was depressing it was like so (laughs) so sad at first I'm just like I'm a mess like fuck I have work to do you know Um, but then it just gets better over time when you stay committed to it, to the journey. Yeah. And guys, again, after what, everything that Grace just said, if that doesn't sing to you, you really, really, really need to talk to your inner child because this is what most of your healing journey is going to be about is going back and talking to your younger self that you may have left behind either because you wanted to grow up really, really fast, or you were forced to grow up really fast. And Um, my situation, I had to grow up really fast because in my culture, if you didn't work, you didn't eat half the time. And if you didn't contribute to your family, you were considered very lazy and, and pretty much not worth living. And it got to the point where, you know, my life became more of work, work, work. So I can be a value. And of course, you know, that leaves behind so much trauma, so much damage to your, who your, your younger person is that they just hide in the shadows. And it's so important to reach back and talk to your younger self. And as silly as it may sound, guys, it actually is absolutely amazing because you're touching a part of your mind that you have let pretty much slowly die away. I mean, that sounds really harsh, but it's actually quite true. Um, because your younger self is where everything started. And if you don't start there and you try to heal from your current situation, it's not going to last very long. Oh my gosh. But that is such an intense journey. And you mentioned Reiki a little bit earlier. How did you get from not to be, not, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling because I came from Buddhism, but how did you get from Christian contemplative med- uh, meditation to Reiki, which is honestly, in my opinion, kind of the polar opposite in, in a sense, though, I feel like right. there is some type of Reiki 
in Christianity or really any other culture, it's just, you know, them just putting their hand on your head is a form of Reiki. You know what I mean? So this is what I'm trying to tell these people. They're doing (laughs) Reiki anyway. I mean, the gifts of the spirit, gifts of healing. I mean, it's like healing, like prayers for healing and laying on of hands. Hello. It's, it's, it's an, it's another type of language for Reiki. You're saying the Mm -hmm. same thing, you know, but the labels, you know, they look, you know, it's the labels that people put on it. And Reiki came into my life really in a mystical way. It was a friend of a friend who had, um, introduced me. It literally started with crystals because she Mm -hmm. had crystals in her home. I was like, these are so beautiful. And she got them from, you know, a woman who was a Reiki healer. So when I went to go try and check out some crystals, I was just enamored with, with this woman's energy. And, um, and I had no idea what Reiki was, but my mom had had Reiki in like when she was my age. So she was like, Oh, I've heard of that. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. should try that. So I, I went and I had a session. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I, um, you know, I already had so many psychic gifts that just, I had no language or channel for, mm-hmm. or like systems of understanding. I just kind of was just this open spirit and, you know, it, it was a lot to manage without these tools. So I remember going into that Reiki session, um, and plus anxiety, you know, these are my things oh, I was gosh, yeah. at the time. Um, and I went into that session and literally like, I'll never forget it. I just, I felt, I, I just felt activated. Um, I felt like these, I, like I got a download of tools mm-hmm. and I could, I had no language at the time for this, but I just knew I felt better. I knew like I had this vision of kind of how to tap into my power and kind of help my mind with the anxiety and, and some of those anxious feelings. And, um, it started from, it started from there, but then I didn't have another Reiki session for literally like six years later. Right. So it came into my life, but then there was so much for me, so much work for me to do, Mm -hmm. um, to really, and such a journey for me to go on until that next time of Reiki coming back into my life that, um, you know, it was just life was meant to be experienced. And so, um, once it did come back into my life, I was in a totally new, uh, path. And I, you know, I met an amazing healer, mm-hmm. um, in my area and cause I had moved from Northern California to Los Angeles. So I met an amazing okay. healer in Los Angeles. And then she worked on me for a long time because I was so messed up and had so much to go through. And then I wanted to eventually, once I kind of healed some of these layers, mm-hmm. um, wanted to offer it myself. So then I went on the journey of, you know, being a student. And the thing is with these types of things is when you are ready, the teacher appears. So it's funny how the woman came into my life in one season, but I was still so in the church that Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like my season to fully integrate with Reiki. And then it was like, you know, God knew years down the road when it would be the best time for me to come back into my life with that Mm -hmm. and kind of like it, it really took me on a brand new path into where I am now. So, you know, God always knows. And it's divine timing too, guys. Like this is what we call, this is what is called divine timing, where sometimes things don't match up at that point in time. And that's perfectly fine. You never know when it's going to come right back and where it, when it does, it actually matches so well. And in hindsight, you had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to get to the point of being ready to take on the next level, the next step, because I was like you, um, I've only been certified as a Reiki level one. So I usually just do Reiki on myself and my pets. Mind you, my pets don't like it. <laughs> they don't like their energies being touched too much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as, as far as Reiki goes for me, I like just working on myself and my husband and my dogs, because those are the most intimate people that I have in my life. And if you guys are interested in Reiki, it's definitely a very wonderful tool to have. And you have so much energy flowing through you afterwards. Um, I know you talked a little bit about your first uh, experience. Can you give us uh, your first experience when you tried Reiki somebody else? Because I haven't done that. I did my husband, but my husband's one of those dudes where he's like, honey, I just feel the wind in my face. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, it's, and, and the thing with Reiki that I find is that there's so many different ways of experiencing it because some people will feel literally nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm vibing out. I'm like, woo, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. actually projecting and I'm like, I'm in the zone and they feel literally nothing. But then what happens is something unfolds after right. the session mm-hmm. that can't you know can't be explained and so I'm like that's the Reiki that's the Reiki working um it knows where to go it knows how to work it's divine um I truly feel it's like it's like just the whole it's holy energy you know so it knows what to do and when to do it and how to do it um and I I'm gonna be honest I have had so many trippy experiences my very first time doing Reiki on someone this is gonna sound so crazy but Loki I was was kind of able to help her levitate like it was oh so God, we, we were crazy. on a very deep um plant medicine journey mm-hmm. um and it was so activated in me that I was doing it with her and it I was literally like helping her kind of levitate it sounds so crazy but she was mm-hmm. my hands were like behind her back and she was like arched mm-hmm. and I like was holding her up completely just with Reiki energy. That's beautiful. And, you know, so that was my very first, that was before I was even certified in Reiki one. I felt, I just, I felt it. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, once that turned on, I was like, whoa. um, I got chills from that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, isn't it crazy? It's so amazing. (laughs) And from there, you know, I, I've had a gift of healing, like physical, like, I don't know, my spirit just has a, it was just designed to connect with people physically. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't physically touch people, like my energy, like physically supports people. So I've had, you know, my clients literally have infections and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it like deep, deep issues going on. And in a session, it's gone it's gone. This one person, they were losing like vision in their eye and they had this mm-hmm. whole like eye thing going on. Literally when she left the appointment, like that night, she texted me. She's like, my eye is completely better. That's amazing. I, it's just trippy. It really is. And I'll, I know like <laughs> this is me getting a download where I know a lot of people that are listening to this are going to be like, well, it's not safe to say that Reiki is you know, the cure to all. We're not saying that Reiki is guys. Reiki is another tool, another method to allow you to channel and move your energy. If you guys really think about it, when we suffer in illness or in any kind of pain, it's because we have a lot of stress. We have a lot of stagnation in our body that where energy has not been moved. So if you find yourself, like if you're in pain, say like, let's take my mom, for example, she had a lot of bone, uh, bone and joint issues. And the thing is, my mother needs heat to, to really start her flow of energy. And honestly, just, just doing like, okay, this isn't plant medicine, but just eating certain plants or herbs allows that energy to start flowing in the right area to produce energy, to allow her body to move. That is basically Reiki, but with food. So we're not saying that Reiki is, you know, the end all be all guys, but it's a tool that you can definitely explore to open yourself to different types of methods that will help you along your healing journey. You never know. For me, guys, Reiki healed my stomach because I had so many concerns and issues about how I looked that I didn't eat. Like I would maybe eat stagnantly. Like, you know, I'd maybe eat here, not eat for eight hours, binge eat like a shit ton of calories and then don't eat again. Like my stomach was in a such disarray that when I finally went to my first Reiki session, all she did was make my stomach gurgle and I farted a shit ton. And then I pooped a lot. Sorry. (laughs) But that's pretty much the flow of energy. Amen. Amen. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, guys, oh my God. Like if you're getting chills and like, you're in just like this utter shock of, I want to try it. It's probably because you want to try it and your body is calling to it. And I think that's absolutely beautiful, like really, really beautiful. So give it a shot. Um, at, towards the end of the episode, uh, Grace will tell us how we can get a hold of her. And if you guys are in the LA area, that's even better because she's there. <laughs> 
And but. just like a uh, disclaimer too, like this does all sound kind of intense and, you know, mm-hmm. woo-woo and everything, but Ricky is so gentle. And most of the time, what people experience is something very gentle and organic. Um, you know, it just depends on what your soul needs mm-hmm. at that time. So it doesn't mean that every time you go into a session or to an experience with Reiki, that it's going to be some dramatic thing. Um, you know, <laughs> I've ha- it's, clearly I have those stories, even for myself, you know, mm-hmm. I've had some very, very dramatic um, experiences. But then other times it's just like, it kind of released the blocks. It wiped my aura clean. It, it's right. just what I needed. So it's just, it can be, it can be whatever your intention is to receive. Mm-hmm. So you guys just, can consider it like kind of like an energetic reset. Like it, it doesn't reset your physical body, but it does reset your, your, yourself mentally and emotionally. And sometimes guys, that's really needed, especially in this day and age where we are so stuck with, like you said, comparison to anyone on social media, you have those feelings attached to your very body, your very being. And in doing so, you allow it to manifest into your, into yourself. And if you guys don't believe me, look at yourself right now, like both mentally, physically, and emotionally, are you comparing yourself to someone else's life? And how is that affecting you? It's the law of cause and effect, guys. If you are doing something that is negatively impacting you, it's going to do so physically as well as mentally and emotionally. <laughs> like full circle, guys, full circle. Um, anyway, before I start going on a tangent, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a little while ago, you and I had like a mini conversation prior to um, doing this whole entire podcast. We were actually talking about energy and how energy somehow is believed in scientific terms, but in spirituality, it like people can't believe that spirituality and energy are one as much as science and energy is one. And I mean, like, they're trying to figure it out. They're getting, (laughs) they're kind of getting close, but then they're missing it Mm -hmm. because you can't quantify faith, you know, a math medical formula will not quantify um god's energy although through some photography you can they've captured it through it's i can i can spell it but i can't say it but curlian curlanian k-i-r-l-i-a-n curlian photography it's light photography it's energy energetic capturing the energy So, you know, I do, I love, you know, I have a logical brain. I love quantum physics. I love like all the Mm -hmm. research. I love the latest, um, you know, findings from science, especially when it comes to plant medicine and and how they're trying to quantify these like healing experiences as people are, you know, utilizing, you know, mother nature more and more. But it, again, it is this experience. Like, I can't really put it into words for you, but something changed within me. And, um, you know, they're, they're slowly coming around because it is baffling scientists. And I, I just think it's cool, but you can't quantify faith. And ultimately that is, that is what the energy is that we all are leaning on. It's that faith and that belief in something um, that's, that's bigger than us that we sense. It's our intuition, you know, you can't measure it. So it's, you know, the world is trying. Um, but I think that's where it's, you know, we have to merge these belief right. systems, you know, and I think that's what we're seeing more and more, which is really cool to be right. in this day and age that we get to see this, you know, kind of happen right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And Again, guys, we're not asking you to like throw out your beliefs in science or anything like that, but we want you to be open to the idea that spirituality and science are very, very, very similar. And they are quite literally on the same line. It's like that fine line between everything in the world and everything in the universe. Like consider it. I mean, if you really want to look at it in a way that it might help you understand is science is kind of like the... I guess the, uh, the actual writing and record keeping of things that have happened and that have been proven, even though, you know, 
every other ancient civilization in the world has proven it in their own way, shape, or form. I mean, let's take the, uh, the pyramids in Egypt. They are aligned constellations, guys. They are, they are used to help, like, was it agriculturally? They were helped to use pretty much how for Egyptians to live by the year, by the sign, by the, uh, by the stars themselves. And that did not take science. It just, they just knew. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not a teacher by any means, guys. I am not. So <laughs> do your own research, due diligence. <laughs> but that was pretty much one of the uh, conversations that I enjoyed having with you because, I mean, we want to be able to bridge that gap between science and spirituality and find that happy balance where we're not ripping each other's throats out and saying, mine is more true than yours or whatever. But anyway, There's two sides of the same coin and you, mm-hmm. you can't have one without the other. You know, the law of right. one is it's all it's all the same thing anyway you know so and also you know it's all happening whether we know it's happening or not not, whether you believe it's happening or not you know I before when I was very close-minded and Mm -hmm. I mean I don't feel like my mind was close-minded my spirit was always open but even when I was like what is this you know the new age stuff that everyone's like, oh, the astrology and the crystals and this and that, you know, to the religious world, that's just paganism, you know, but, right. um, <laughs> you know, it, let me tell you though, the moon cycles are happening, whether you know that they are or not, right. you know, just mm-hmm. whether you are a religious person and you don't care about the moon, it doesn't mean that the moon is not in phases, that it's not going through the astrological signs that the planets aren't moving, that mm-hmm. the themes aren't still happening. I mean, it's happening whether we like realize it or not. And right. that's not just with that, you know, that's just a common thing, but it's happening just across the board and in exactly. so many dimensions of, of ideas and spiritual practices. There's just so right. many layers to it. So there I think it's being, um, being open, being open to all that is and mm-hmm that that does take security in your own self I think because I think why people lean on religion so much and why I did was because it was just a way to kind of like forsake intuition and just trust something that was like outside of you but that wasn't necessarily spirit or god or creator whoever you know whoever Mm -hmm. you personally connect with and that's sorry I'm sorry to interrupt but that was absolutely beautiful what you just said like we lean on religion because we forsake our true selves and the connection that we have that we should have naturally to spirit universe who whatever guys that's absolutely beautiful and if you didn't get chills with that one I got chills for you <laughs> because that is very true we we use religion or even science or you know logic to hide behind our insecurities our fears everything even though it's usually right there in front of us and more than likely it's in a very very synchronistic message that comes across but we choose to ignore it because we believe that synchronicities don't happen and oh my god it's just that oh my god that's so beautiful sorry (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad I, I it's that's why I say this journey is very raw it is very vulnerable because it's not just, oh, I'm going to trust my intuition today. You know, it's, it, that's a lot of faith and trust and mm-hmm. like holy surrender. And that's not, that's not a simple thing to do. That's not an easy thing to do. And, um, I think especially, you know, I had abandoned myself so much mm-hmm. and I was kind of reawakening that I, again, I had to reconcile so many parts of myself that I just, I had disconnected from my intuition, disconnected from my, my powers, my tools, my, right. you know, my gifts. Um, mm. And so to kind of go on that hero's journey back to our true selves, it is so vulnerable because to mm-hmm. build that trust and that strength and to rebuild that faith is not something you just do overnight, but um, I'm just, I'm in that season right now, honestly, where I'm like, wow, I, I need to lean in now more than ever to my intuition right. and, um, and trust and faith and all these things I'm describing. Like I'm, this is for myself to continue to do, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is so vulnerable. So it's, it's a lot of compassion along the way and just, just 
you know, I say open mind, open heart. And no matter what happens in life, I just say, I don't want this to shut me down. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to, um, close, like close my heart. I, I want everything to expand me. And so even if I can't understand what's going on, whether it's literally like logically, and we're just trying to like prove it through science or, you know, someone else's experience, or we're trying to Mm -hmm. validate somehow, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's that, or whether it's just, you know, life seasons in life and occurrences in life that are just unfair, you know, in any situation, I think the more we can come back to ourselves and, and go in that journey of that trust and reconnecting to ourselves and our power, that's, that's the journey worth being on for me. And I think that it is, we don't prioritize that because that's not what is like recognized like in society Mm -hmm. as like worth your time and worth your energy because we're just over here with other priorities being like pushed on us. But I, I will say like, uh, now more than ever, like my, my only work to do is really this spiritual path and this spiritual journey um and everything else will take care of itself even if it's messy along the way yes and i can vouch for that because right now i'm going through that messy patch uh for instance like i love um that we have an episode about getting out of the matrix and then having to be come back into the matrix and sometimes we kind of teeter that line of being in and out of the matrix which is totally fine guys because guess what we still have a physical body that we have to take care of, which means you cannot slack on your bills. You cannot slack on being an adult, things of that nature. Right. And for me, I've been trying to find this really, um, this happy balance of being able to maintain myself in the matrix, but still continue to grow myself on the outside, which mind you guys, that's a very difficult thing to do. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are moments where I don't even know who I am half the time. And as a coach, that may not sound like the greatest thing, but as a human being, guys, this is what you have to go through. You have to really understand the experiences that you, that you ha- you're putting yourself through intentionally because you want to be on this level of healed and transformed and like really a, a level of being ready to take on life in a manner that isn't so aggressive, if that makes sense. Um, for me, again, it's just finding a way to incorporate my spiritual self into the matrix, which is again, very, very, very difficult <laughs> to say the least, but I it's really, yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, I think it sings really well because you and I still have our basic, you know, normal jobs as Mm-hmm. A lot of healers would say instead of diving completely into our, into our coaching or into our, uh, our, uh, our mastery, which again, it's, it's, it's fine guys. If you have a nine to five and you're working on your spirituality, that is okay. As long as you are making time for yourself, that is the most important thing for me. I enjoy doing my nine to five. I actually really love my job. I don't, I don't know if you do, but I'm assuming because you work at a gym, you get free gym access. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I did, I did take some time. I, you know, I worked for myself completely for two years and then it just was like, you know what I said, I want to get back out there. And I also Mm -hmm. just want to make some extra money and there's nothing wrong with that. I said, I want some stability. I want this to be an income stream for me. And to Mm -hmm. me, that actually was able to help me build so much. And so I see it as a total blessing Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I worked I left, you know, I retired from the matrix, so to say I retired, <laughs> but then, then at the same time, I was like, you know what? No, like there's still a place for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think what I did was I was able to find something that aligned with the bigger picture of what I'm trying to do, because I am in the holistic wellness space. So I was like, well, a gym is great because these people are already like one step, you know, in the right direction mm-hmm. and wanting to right. care themselves. So I think, but it wasn't that way always, you know, I literally worked like four jobs and I worked like 15 hour days oh, I was great. exhausted. And so mm-hmm. there is, there is a journey of, you know, learning that and getting to our rock bottom with that and like realizing the lessons we need to realize in those seasons. And then there's Mm -hmm. lessons we learn when we want to just do our own thing and cope that way. And then it's like, it's a, and then I wanted to be back in it. So Mm -hmm. there's no shame in any of it, you know, go with the flow. Yeah. And mind you guys, like, 
this is my interpretation. So correct me if um, I'm pushing that onto you. But uh, for the most part, I do feel like when we enter this spiritual transformative time, people are assuming that you will become a healer in the coaching sense or a teacher sense. And that's fine and dandy. I totally support that for whomever that wants to do it. But you have to remember, guys, that you're living in a world that needs people to not just be aligned, but they also can be aligned and potentially do a normal job. Like for instance, if you're an engineer and you learn how to somehow engineer freaking energy in the most amazing atomic way, you would be saving lives. You would be making life so much easier for people. Or if you, if you are, uh, uh, agriculturalists, you learn how to, you know, grow plants with the seasons and or crops with the seasons without, you know, damaging the earth and being able to feed world hunger, things like that. We still have matrix problems that are still going to affect us here in the matrix. So don't just limit to yourself to just being a coach or to being a teacher. If it calls to you, do it. If it doesn't, your path isn't there. If that makes sense, guys. I, I, I say it if that makes sense because sometimes I say it and it comes out really, really jumbly. So hopefully it makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes it makes total sense. And just, you know, the principles I did keep from my faith, because I still mm-hmm. have my faith, is just we're here to bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. So that's wherever you are. Yes. That's wherever you are. Exactly. And it doesn't matter where you are. That you're perfect right where you are, but bring yes. heaven to earth where you are. Yes. Listen to what she said, guys. Bring heaven to yourself. <laughs> Don't put yourself in a situation where it's not. Anyway. <sighs> okay. I think we're good with this topic. <laughs> now we're going to get into a somewhat controversial topic, which is totally fine because that's what we do here on Spirituality on Tap. So um, we had mentioned plant medicine earlier or earth medicine, whatever you want to call it, different names, different strokes, different folks. Um, Now we're going to talk about our experiences with plant medicine, guys. Do not take this as our recommendation to do it. We're just telling you for the sake of telling you so you can make a sound decision on whether or not it's something for you. Okay. Let me make that crystal clear (laughs) because I know there are a lot of people. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Everyone's been warned. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. So um, my definition of plant medicine are usually medicines that are derivative of earth, primarily, you know, certain plants, whatever, or roots, and you either ingest them, inhale them, or you smoke them. It enters your body in some way, shape, or form, and it usually leaves your body in a very somewhat dramatic level, for me at least. <laughs> And from what I've heard from other people, it's been quite dramatic for them, but it may not be for other people. So um, for me, the only plant medicine that I've done would be marijuana, weed, very basic. It's legal. And uh, well, at least it's legal in Nevada and California and most of the West Coast, Um, but it's legal. And honestly, it's probably one of the easier plant medicines to get a hold of where you can safely try it in your own home and obviously on your own discretion. what was your first plant medicine, if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> well, I want to say plant medicine is literally anything from the earth. You know, mm-hmm. every like mother earth is our first healer. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, the food we eat, you know, I work in nutrition. So the food we eat, that is plant medicine. Um, but when it comes to kind of having those deeper experiences and really going more on that spiritual journey with them. You know, I definitely had, I smoked pot at a very young age. Like I was hallucinating with it. I don't know if like that's people's normal, like first couple times, but I, I like I astral projected. So you're good. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm not alone. I was like, Whoa, like it, it, I was like, is this normal? It was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then that, that evolved, you know, I grew up in Northern California, which is, I, I mean, there's, there's drugs everywhere, but it's kind of a capital for certain things. But I always, I went, you know, the, like the natural route, you know, I went the shroom route and that just, right. I'm kind of glad for that because the other route would have just been like harder, more like synthetic. And my soul just knew like that wasn't for me. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely more 
the herbal route. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And my last name is Gonjatano. So it's <laughs> meant to be. And that was kind of my nickname during my stoner years. So, you know. I mean, hey, like I said before, it's it definitely aligned with what you needed to do with yourself. So that's perfect. <laughs> and okay, so you started off with weed or pot, whatever different names guys but um what was your experience like really go into depth and I mean I astro projected so for me I just kind of saw myself then I saw my husband and I'm like I don't like this so I went back in but I couldn't go back in for like a hot minute until like the effects wore off and then I went back in but I didn't go I didn't wander very far so how far did your experience take you when you decided to smoke weed okay well to be honest it was so awesome I won't name names but literally <laughs> one of my best friends, her aunt was like, I know you guys are going to end up doing this. So you're going to do it in my home and mm-hmm. I'm going to like, you're going to experience it in like a safe environment. And so literally it was just some danky, just <laughs> random nugs. You know what I'm saying? But it was the best because I got to be outside. I got to feel so safe. Mm -hmm. I got to really feel my body and, you know, feel my mind like expanding. Um, And she just like treated us so well. We watched movies, like she ordered pizza for us. So that was like my first experience. (laughs) My second experience, I was like, okay, I'm getting my sea legs. Like I'm just going to do with friends, like while I'm out. And that was kind of crazy because it was very like in a friend's tent in their backyard it was at night oh my gosh um and I think I had just kind of like hit like maybe the first time just like a little joint or something but then this time they had like a bong so all of a sudden I'm just like way far gone right and people were kind of like messing with me as like kind of joking around like oh she's so out of it and they were just kind of like making a lot of like crazy sounds and stuff so that was not the most fun Mm. the third time though because it was the first three times are like really what stood out to me the third time I was on a like country road you know country cutty that's what we used to call it oh my gosh okay (laughs) a little blunt because I'm from the bay area and I remember feeling like completely like I was underwater and I just Mm -hmm. like I'm a mermaid underwater and I'm floating along in this life and I just started to have all these like profound like epiphanies but then like my friends like took me home and I was still so under the influence that I went and I just laid down on the couch and I was like mom I don't know what's going on I just feel like a mermaid and she ended up being really cool about (laughs) it she's like what did you do tonight Cause mind you, I was kind of young. I was like yeah. 14, 14, 15 at the time. Um, but my mom just made me mac and cheese and she was <laughs> just laughing at me. And thankfully there was no shame around it, but, um, yeah. it was kind of more trippy and silly. Cause I was young and kind of an immature mindset, mm-hmm. but then the older you get with it, the more it can really be utilized, like as, as a tool, which right. is more like what I use it now as mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are my silly, yeah, silly <laughs> first couple of experiences with that. Oh my gosh. And, and guys, if you don't want to use plant medicine, don't, this is just another tool. Um, and we, we don't encourage you to do anything. Just do what makes you feel happy and comfortable at this. If this obviously doesn't make you feel comfortable, don't do it. But if you do have the desire to try it, please do it in a safe space contact the right people that you are comfortable being around with both, you know, vulnerably, both physically and mentally, because there, if you've never tried it, it, you will go through a very, very significant shift. And lucky for me, I was at home when I did mine. I was silly because I like took a couple of puffs and then I had an edible. (laughs) Oh my God. And whoa, that was a very deep end. Yeah, I went off the deep end. And then afterwards, like my intentions now, whenever I do go into that deeper end is to look for the Akashic records, to find source, to find my younger selves. Because during that time, guys, your mind and your body are no longer like attached. Like your mind is literally one with the universe and it just goes. And when it does allow yourself to figure those portions out, I think 
Now this is an, I haven't, I even haven't even been told, uh, told Michelle this because I had to figure out whether or not it was real. <laughs> um, I feel like I jumped into a different time. Like after I smoked, I went, I went somewhere and I was like, where am I? And if, if you guys have ever experienced like a dream where you're like, you're very aware that you're dreaming quote unquote, but you're also aware that you may not be like, you're right. kind of, yeah, you're like just wandering this world. And I'm like, who is this person? I know you, what are you doing? This doesn't feel right. Like the people that I've seen in this current world were in my other world, but they were not with the right people or they weren't doing the normal things in my perspective. And it was just this, I was like, oh my God, this is not my, this is not where I belong. And when I said that, I switched back and came back to my body. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, like plant medicine can be a very powerful tool. It can definitely open you up to a whole bunch of different um, universes and perspectives. But again, this, like any tool and as with anything in your life, do it in moderation and do it safely because we want you guys to be safe. We want you to be able to experience these wonderful things, but we want you to do it where you don't become reliant on it addicted to it in any way, shape or form. And yeah. Um, any, any words of advice from there, Grace? Yeah. Yeah. Everything you said, it really is just, I think it's so important to set the intention mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. Um, you know, you, you did say so many good things in there. I think no matter what it is, whether it's something such as marijuana, whether it's microdosing, whether it's a hero dose, whether, you know, you're going to Costa Rica and you're going all in, like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, whether it's just, you know, your nutrition, whatever it is, it is always about the correct dose, the correct environment, the, mm-hmm. the best intention that your heart is in, in mind or in a clear space to experience it. And that it's not just an escape, you know, that it really is meant to serve like a purpose. And the purpose doesn't have to be something deep and profound because sometimes I'm just like, I just want to have a beautiful day. I want to relax today. I want Mm -hmm. to experience something fresh. I want to, I just want to be more open. I want to be more relaxed. That's a great intention. That's okay. It doesn't have to be some profound, like I'm going to heal my inner child today. It doesn't, (laughs) it's not always going to be like that. So I think just having that intention and just, um, setting yourself up well to have a good experience. Um, and just, you know, always being in alignment with your intuition is what is going to create, you know, the best experience. And I think that there's just so many, um, aspects of it that are just so healing. I mean, I think we knew that there's so many studies just that even microdosing supports like PTSD, And Mm -hmm. there's been so much like research to come out with that. So it just, you know, there's, there's so many properties that really lend itself to being a part of our healing journey. If you're looking to go that route. Um, I mean, personally for me, like I've seen a lot of my family and my, some of my friends really go more like the medicated route. Whereas I was like going to go the healing plant medicine route. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just a balance of knowing what you need and when, cause it's not saying you can't have both, but it's yeah, definitely knowing what you need and when and how to have the best experience with that. And exactly. that's for everything. Exactly guys. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, we talked for a freaking hour. Holy crap. And we can keep going. We, we could totally keep going. On. Oh my gosh. But because I am because I don't want this to be too long of an episode where people start, you know, drifting off. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. Thank you so much today for joining us. Thank you, Grace, for taking the time out of your day to, to talk with us and share your experience. And I honestly think that it's really beautiful that we have you here because I feel like you're the next step for a person to find another part of themselves. And so far, like with all of our guests that we've had on, we're kind of allowing our, our audience to discover different portions of who they could be, the potentials of having more than one facet in their life. It's absolutely amazing. And I am so, so thankful for you. Um, please tell us, uh, please tell our audience where they can find you, where they can reach you. And if they're in the, you know, the LA area, they can have a Reiki session with you. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, my website is gracemorin.org. 
So that's really my home base for everything. Um, my Instagram is um, GD, at GDS Grace, but all my links are on um, my website. And um, I also offer virtual sessions and I offer free consultations. So whether you are you know, in Southern California, you know, we can definitely link in real life, but if you are wanting to experience something like virtual, I've had the most insane experiences virtually. I literally, yes. yeah, I've, I've had, such <laughs> so it, it, you know, energy is not limited. Um, so you can definitely find me at my website and my Instagram. That's where you're going to be able to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also on TikTok as well. Grace gets green for those who want to kind of go down the holistic wellness path and learn a little bit more about, um, how to really tailor your nutrition to kind of have your ultimate right. health and really heal from within. Um, Ooh. so please link with me there and however I can serve you. I can't wait. Perfect. And as always guys, all of her information will be down in the show notes. So please show her some love and of course, take care of yourself, reach out to Grace. She is a, an amazing teacher and she has such a beautiful energy that I know that you will benefit from her. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And please remember, you guys can be absolutely anything because you're absolutely freaking everything. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time.